Good afternoon and welcome to a very exciting, I mean, a premiere episode, just a creme, all, all of our episodes are creme de la creme, but this is one of our top notch, I would say, I don't know how to describe it, Georgia, of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And gosh, I got a frog in my throat. Georgia, why are we so excited today? <clears throat> we are so excited because we are going to be featuring Gone with the Wind, made in 1939. Absolutely. And, wow. Talk about an epic movie, a sweep, a magnificently done movie. It's, it, I think it's so great because the story is so great and it's so well told. Oh, yes. Um, I mean... Yeah, uh, there's nothing to add to that. And um, <clears throat> we're going to take a little different tape, uh, take on it uh, because so much as what hasn't been said about this movie and maybe some things that we cover, um, excuse me, some of the things we cover may have already been covered, but we're going to give our slant on it. You know how we do over here at How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And, you know, we we like to remind you that the reason why we call our show that is because we feel that there are so many powerful lessons, contemporary lessons that can be learned from these old Hollywood classics. Um, we haven't we haven't done any silence. We might have to go and look at some silence because those were definitely before pre-code. But from the silent era on up to today, but especially those old classic Hollywood movies, there are so many great gems. And Gone with the Wind, to me, is at the top of the list. So, Georgia, um, do you have any background for us, or what are we doing today? <clears throat> um, yeah, I do have a little bit of background. Uh, you know, I could spend, like, three episodes just on trivia about this movie alone. But um, this movie was groundbreaking in, in a lot of ways. Uh, it was groundbreaking for uh, Black Americans because this was the first time that a Black American had been nominated for Academy Award, and she won. And so I think she opened the way. I think this prominent role of a, of a strong Black woman character may have led to increased visibility on screen for other black actors. And so that was just one of the many ways it was groundbreaking. And of course, we're talking about Hattie McDaniel, who plays Mammy. Yes, Hattie mm -hmm. McDaniel. I'm so sorry. Hattie McDaniel is who I meant to say. But yes, uh, just, oh my gosh. And you know, her co-star, uh, uh, Olivia de Havilland, was also nominated in the same category. And it went to her. <laughs> yeah, it went to Hattie, exactly. And, and this movie made superstars out of everybody who was well for the most part let's say that but everybody uh the people you know as household names like back then especially but now that still endure gone with the wind put them catapulted them into a whole nother stratosphere of of, of movie stardom yes it did and <clears throat> you know i think one of the things that really surprised me about the character scarlet o'hara was the author Margaret Mitchell originally wrote the Scarlet character, but she named her Pansy, and she did not rename her Scarlet until just before the book went to print. But I cannot wow. picture her being named Pansy because no. it just doesn't have the same ring. It just doesn't fit her. No, so no, no, no. I was no, really no. surprised. Uh, um, shout out to my cousin Jamie. 
<coughs> for bringing that to my attention. Okay. <coughs> I don't know what's going on with us, Joe. We're both choking to death. <laughs> We get we're getting for clamped. We're for clamped talking about scarlet. It's all about scarlet. It's all about scarlet. But yeah, yeah. Uh and 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 I don't know that what did you I know a little bit about Margaret Mitchell. Did you know any did did you find out anything about her? Because not too many people talk too much about her, but her life was absolutely fascinating as well. I didn't go quite as much into Margaret Mitchell, but she did draw a little bit on the characters from some of the people yes. in her own family and from herself. So yes. she got her inspiration from it, which makes it all the more amazing about this story. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there really were people who were very similar. And, you know, some people say, oh, she was racist because of, uh, you know, the, the, the slave characters and all this kind of stuff. But um, I never forgot PBS... Uh, the public broadcasting system did a documentary on her. That, oh gosh, this is maybe about oh, seventeen years ago. And if she was a racist, she was one of she was very bad at it because she was secretly, according to PBS, funding one of the uh, cannot. And I'm sorry, was it either Tuskegee, one of those um, Howard University, one of those at HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities in Atlanta. And I, sorry, I'm trying to go off my memory. But she would secretly do it, and she would have a guy meet her at some clandestine building, and she would not open a door. He he never saw who he who she was. But as the story goes, she would hand this guy an envelope of money, and it was to secretly fund this college. And no one found out till years later. It was Margaret Mitchell doing that. So I mean, I when I out I, I, my mind, that just wow! I was shocked and stunned. That was that was beautiful. What a great lady to yes. do that. Yes. And you know, I like what Roger Ebert, the film critic, also said. And he said, you know, a politically correct Gone with the Wind would not be worth making, no. and might largely be a lie, even mm -hmm. if you did try to be mm -hmm. correct. So I just want to say that from the very beginning, the movie, you know. It, take the movie exactly the way it was yes. made and gave it. Yes. Um, and so I don't know if George is going to get into this, but, you know, it, it it was like pulling teeth getting this movie made from casting. Go on YouTube or whatever favorite search engine and just uh, search um, The Making of Gone with the Wind. It was a roller coaster ride of drama and p politics from getting cast, uh, our girl Betty. Uh, and her and Errol Flynn, they at one point they were connected to it, and that didn't happen for a number of reasons. And then the worldwide search for <laughs> who is Scarlett Harrow, where is O'Hara, and then, uh, uh, obviously Vivian Lee and Clark Gable was not the first choice. It would have been now, you probably already know this, Georgia. It was got and you know, I'm not a huge fan of his Gary Cooper. Could you see Gary Cooper as Brett Butler? George is not, shaking her head, guys. <laughs> no, not at all. He doesn't have the dashing roguish thing it, no. going for him. No. Like uh, Clark Abel did. No. And, and uh, he turned it down, he said, because he when he saw the outfits, the costumes, he said, like, you're not going to have me looking like making a damn fool of myself. <laughs> what an idiot. What I mean, he was already a huge superstar, so he didn't need Gone with the Wind. But that was dumb. He He blew it on that one. Oh, he did, yeah. But you know, interestingly enough, Clark Gable 
uh, felt that this was not his best role. And <coughs> here I go again. <coughs> and um, also, he felt this was a woman's movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. I mean, I could see how he, he would say that, but the way it turned out, and you know, there was a lot of, there were several directors they were writing the movie as it went, rewrites and rewrites. They were handing pages literally on the set. Um, Victor Fleming, who Clark Gable respected, wound up getting the credits for directors. But they, George Cukor and all these different type of people were connected. It was it was a crap show, as they say. So it is a Hollywood miracle, if you will, that this this movie even got made and turned out to be the ma classic masterpiece that it is. Go and search to make him gone with the with the wind. It is like for those of us who are movie buffs, old movie buffs, uh, it, it's it's the drama. Look, the the Civil War. It gave the Civil War some some uh competition for the drama that was good. There was an actual Hollywood Civil War going on juxtaposed to the historical civil war that was depicted in the movie. But, George, give me your take on Gone with the Wind. We've heard so many different takes. Um, and, and before we got on, you know, we were talking about I've seen it a dozen times, uh, you know, and at different stages of my life. George, tell me, what, what do you, you know, if you can recall the different stages, your thoughts on Gone with the Wind, uh, or, or just your take now. Give me your, tell, tell us what you think about this movie. Well, you know, I'd seen the movie when I was quite a bit younger because that was the thing to do, you know, is <clears throat> to see Gone with the Wind. Uh-huh. But uh, now that I'm an adult and I've lived and walked on this planet for a number of years, I see it with completely different eyes. I have a different take on it. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, I just see it as uh, a survival story, and I can see how a person's strengths and will and determination and their how their strengths and weaknesses can work against them yes and about how you can fall in love with the person that you are just totally obsessed with and they may be wrong for you and i just see there's just so much of this and i also see that people <coughs> have reserves of strength in them they never knew they had yeah now george are you alluding to scarlett o'hara's character yeah basically scarlett yes okay yeah um I, I i can see what you're saying about that um when you say so give us the pros and cons if if you can about uh scarlett o'hara that character well scarlett is headstrong and she's willful and she's very determined. So those are her pros. But on the other side, Scarlett is manip manipulative and she's flighty and she's selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, she's all those things. She's human. But, yes, but she is human. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And without a doubt, she is the heroine in this story because being faced with ruin and starvation this woman uses all of those traits for her to not only survive but to turn this whole situation around mm -hmm. and for her to she has this underpinning of strength inside of her where she rallies and she stills herself 
and she makes a way to support her relatives and the slaves and they look to her as the sole source of strength mm -hmm. uh, to protect them from the disease the violence the homelessness the starvation and so she becomes a very astute businesswoman and yeah. she flouts social convention mm -hmm. she uh, risks she doesn't care about the social norms and about being ostracized she you know at her class standing right and she she doesn't care about that so for her it's more about economic and physical survival survival which she puts as the priority here and you know that's so funny because you know a lot of some people have written about uh her as a feminist using her gone with the women gone with the women gone with that's a, that sounds like a book um gone with the wind as a feminist uh uh platform or, or manifesto if you will and um I, I don't think margaret mitchell wrote it from that standpoint as 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 far as i know um but she's a scarlet is a very polarizing figure because some people see her as what you see her and i guess depending on your background they see her as um as 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 the manipulative part and all that, like oh that's like a bad like she's a witch and just a terrible person and other people see like you said strong uh <clears throat> um fearless or you know whatever kind of other positive adjectives you want to use so you know she's like i said from for my take you know i it seems like scarlet that's why this movie will never age because the way Mitchell wrote her and I and the screen adaptation of her, <clears throat> you know, Mitchell wrote this, oh gosh, what was it like in a in a um twenties, I think, or like the or I cannot remember. She she I, I would have to look it up. Guys, let us know. Um and, and if we get a chance, we'll look it up. I, I'm totally blanking out on that. But um because I yeah, yeah, it had to be like in a it's coming back to me because she was a she was a uh a flapper, if you will, Margaret Mitchell. She was in that in that age, the Roaring Twenties. She was married, um, and she, like I said, she had a Red Butler in her life, and and this type of thing. She had an Ashley in her life, and then she calmed down, settled down, got married, and she had this rip snorting career. So Margaret Mitchell was really out a woman ahead of her time. So of course she's going to write about a woman like Scarlett ahead of her time. Um, because she, she, Scarlett didn't sit and wait around and cry and wait to be rescued. She's like, you know what? Screw it. I got to rescue myself. So, you know, on one hand, you know, people champion that. And then, like I said, depending on where you come in, well, she was too headstrong and, you know, whatever like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I just look at it, Lens. This movie will be timeless because Margaret Mitchell was ahead of her time. And, 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 but, but she caught the times. And, a, and almost like, I, I almost want to say, I don't know if she was not projecting the future of where women would eventually be, but caught a, uh, kind of, sort of, I think so. Moving forward with women's rights and, you know, women's in, women entering, like you said, the business and workforce being heads of business. And a lot of uh, the myth of the South, especially during the antebellum period, that women were not involved with business. No, they're not as on a grander scale as men, as men, but women were in business. They had inherited things. They, you know, they they had women who, you know, just didn't sit around and do needlepoint. 
there were women out in some, you know, not a lot, but they have quite a few women who were who were active in business and society and were were in, in politics and were running things, you know, in that, in that period. Those are such great observations, Moya. And you know, I also uh, would like to talk about the character Melanie because to me, she was fierce. Mm -hmm. And most people do not think of her as that way. No, they don't. Classy, classy, classy. <laughs> Melanie was so classy. Cl I call her the quiet storm. I think women yeah. can learn a lot from all the women in, in this story, but especially Melanie, uh, Melanie and Scarlett, how to be a woman. And, and Scarlett's well, mom. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I, I love the... Uh, the way that she's portrayed, and I couldn't picture anybody else other than Olivia de Havilland no. playing her. Like, I can't picture anybody else than Vivian Lee playing Scarlett. Right. But uh, she is the real heroine for me in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many other people see it that way. But I mean, I, I like the way that she surprises me in this movie because she did have surprises up her sleeve. I mean, sometimes she moves under the radar yes. before Yes. When it calls for her to show leadership and strength, she delivers. Right. Such grace and class. I love her character. And and you're right. When I was younger, I, you know, because I, I didn't know about life. I was like, oh, man, she, you know, she's a wimp. She's weak. But like you said, as you get older and you experience life and you see different people and you get in different situations and you know you have to carry yourself a different way for different situations, Every woman should have a Scarlet vibe and a Melanie vibe, even a Mammy vibe and a and a uh, Barbara, uh, Margaret's mom have that vibe. None of these women in this story are wasted, but I think those four women really, to me, show uh, how to be a woman, a, a strong woman, a real woman. Let me say that. Oh, absolutely, Moya. I know because, I mean. Um... You know, when you're we're talking about Mammy, you know, Mammy, um, she knows the proper conduct for a lady. Right. As she's around. She's like a she's a member of the family. She, yes. She's they her as a very complex character. She's very honest. Yes. But it, I see her as in many ways as the most sensible and the clear sighted person. Yeah. In this entire picture. Yeah. She's the conscious. She's the Jiminy Cricket of the movie for those Pinocchio fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way I see the way Mammy is portrayed. Right. You know, and this movie is not all drama. I mean, there is humor. In oh, there's it, a lot know? of humor, dry humor. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, outright raucous humor. It's uh, it's it's a lot of it's hilarious. My fa one of my favorite parts is when <laughs> there's so many. But speaking of Mammy, when uh, Scarlett basically steals Sue Ellen's husband and tells one of these big lies and Mammy turns around like what the heck did you girl I I love that that's so funny to me I, and Sue Ellen she having a mental and rightfully so because she was engaged to this man and uh and that was supposed to be her man's calling we got to survive and and look he couldn't have been too much yours I got him like that now look you want to eat or you want to be in love because <laughs> I got laugh my behind off. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better, more. That's exactly what was happening there. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, one of the things that I also loved about the character Melanie is 
you know, she sees uh, people as if they're better natures as are are ours. Yes. There. I mean, she sees them for the people yes. that they should. Yes. Which is what I love about her. And um, she raises the bar for all the characters yes. without their on it. And um, she believes the best in people, and she encourages um, their good qualities to come out. And I love that about her. There were times where she could have taken umbrage with Scarlet. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Her. And, of course, that way where she shows complete class. Yes. Gentility. She could have created a scene. Yes. And she doesn't. Right. And she, the woman truly loves Scarlet. It's not until yeah. the end that Scarlet realizes this woman has loved me. But, you know, I feel that Melanie could not have survived without Scarlet. But no. then Scarlet could have survived without Melanie. No, I no. Mean, because, like, Scarlet saves her and her baby's life. Well, and, and Rhett does that, too. Yeah. You know, the... the Yes. And um, so, you know, the, the the great loves that Scarlett pursues in this movie are both uh, the genteel, but very married, Ashley Wilkes, Ashley being married to Melanie, and then also the dashing and roguish Rhett Butler. Absolutely. But we're leaving a woman out. I don't want to skip over her. Belle Watley, the, the oh, town, the town strumpet. I, of course, I love Belle. Um, because again, oh my gosh, if you are a young lady and you know, the, the big debate now with men and women, uh, ac across race and, eth you know, uh, socioeconomic status and, and whatever, like is about, of course, a big, uh, big story, uh, the, what is a woman documentary, but with, in the dating scene about women and what it is to be feminine, a man. What does it mean to be a man and and lead? And for those of you who are like, I don't know what to do. I somebody tell me. Nobody's giving me any good information. Look at Gone with the Wind. Look at it several times. I don't care what color you are, what your background. It is. It's at least you may not agree with everything, and you know I, I get that. But at least let it be a starting point of how to be a man, how to be a woman. And Belle Watley, you know, so like I said, she's a town strumpet out of the, the whore house or the whore, however you want to, you know, name it. They don't come right out and say it, but it's basically what they're trying to imply. Yeah. And and uh, the women, they wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. And, you know, she's the worst person in the world. But, you know, we don't give away too much. But uh, uh, Belle Watley, uh, you know, check check y'all self at the door because Belle Watley was better than Scarlet, better than them other broads. When it got down to to uh, putting your fat in the fire, okay, and all uh, right, we talk about a ride or die. Belle Wiley was a ride or die woman, okay, and she, and and like most women who's in that lifestyle, you know, and is not endorsing that, but <laughs> how I say, if you don't work, you ain't gonna eat, and you and you are self-employed, <laughs> so you ain't got time to be discriminating and where you come from, you know, you got to get your money. I'm, and I'm just, just being honest, but yeah, they want to look down at bell, but bell, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Bell and Brett were friends. Let me put it like that. And she helped him out when he needed it the most. And I'm going to leave it like that. Yes. It's the town matter, but I like the way she's done. She is fully developed in her character yes. to make her a relatable human being. Yes. And she, 
oil to a fault, which to is a fault. what I love. And Melanie is the first, and first, well, she's one of the first, besides Rhett, to recognize this about her. Yes. She, when it comes time for her to do something, she always rises to the occasion. And what I love about Melanie is Melanie befriends her mm -hmm. and said, I will be forever in your debt. And she means it. Yes. Melanie raises her to a whole different level, which is what I love about Melanie's character. I mean, she raises the bar with everybody. Right. But she, but she, Melanie even risks other people's scorn and yes. outrage because she knows this woman is is not this one-dimensional awful yes. character thing she is there's a lot more here and she's also you know and she's also mother too and they have this mm -hmm. conversation about about their sons which is really i think Profound. very 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 refined yes. wonderful part of the movie it right so Right. No. I, and so we didn't want to leave her out. Um, let's talk about the men. Um, and of course, um, Scarlett has sisters and one of my favorite actors who, you know, people kind of sleep on. But Evelyn Keys, of course, she had been around for a little while, but this was her her her, her stepping out moment. Like I said, it made uh, everybody, almost everybody associated with this movie become household names and, and stars uh, and superstars. Uh, Evelyn Keys, just a little tidbit um if, if you don't know she is you know of course she's in going with the wimp but if you really want to see a, a just a really unsung actress check out her film noir and she did one with oh gosh i almost said his name and it was called three steps oh i have to look it up we got to do that movie georgia hopefully we'll do it but she did one what i want to say with van heflin too the the locket or oh oh the the Oh, the oh the peeping Tom, the peeper or something like that, guys. And hit us up on Facebook and you know on How Betty David Saved My Life and let me know if you've seen these movies and help me. But her, so check out her film Noir and Evelyn Keys. You know when she she's done her memoirs and she would do interviews and she's like, oh my goodness, if one more person asks me about about going with the wind, I'm gonna go crazy because they would just focus on that. But she had a whole body of work. And one of her last films uh, was with Betty Davis. She and Betty Davis were very good friends. It was in this crazy movie. Georgia, have you ever seen this? I know I'm kind of going off a little bit. Uh, this movie where Betty Davis, one of Betty Davis' last movies, she had already had the stroke, but it was her and Lionel Stanish, another good uh, actor from the uh, pre-code days and post-code. He had that really gravelly voice. He used to be on Heart to Heart. He played Max the Butler. But um, of course, they were way older now. This was like in the eighties, huh? Lionel Yeah, Lionel Standish. Yeah, he was. He played Max on Heart to Heart with Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers. But anyway, um, girl, it was this crazy movie in the eighties where Betty Davis played a witch, and she got turned into a cat. And girl, it's a crazy movie. Like I'm happy, guys. Y'all let me know if y'all know the name of it. But anyway, Evelyn Keys played a a, 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 a a like a seance person, so she had a cameo in that. But yeah, Evelyn Keys, she was like, I do, I've done other movies besides going with them and other great movies. And Rutherford is the sister. So and I and so they were a lot. They were funny and 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 as the sisters, and it and it shows how they had to evolve once the South fell. And, and look, we're learning how to do that now, Georgia. When our world falls apart, 
you have to adjust. You have to form alliances you never thought you had to uh, form to survive. You know, you got to come down off that high horse and, and re recognize where you, your new station in life, you know. So I like how Ann Rutherford um, and Evelyn Key's character, the sisters, how they they really showed the impact, along with Scarlett, um, but how the South fell and how these women, these antebellum, these well-kept women, honey, when the North sacked the South, you was either going to do or die, weren't you? That's exactly what it was. It was all about what you had to do to survive. Crying and yeah. scarlet. Like, if you if you cry one more time instead of digging in that dirt, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically <laughs> what was going on. Let's talk about the men. We, we talked about the women. What do, so let's start with the man, Rhett Butler, Mr. Clark Gable. Yeah, you know, he was um, in many ways very much like Scarlett, um, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. he recognized this, she was a lot like him. Yeah. That's what he liked. And, um, but, uh, you know, he was also out, you know, really for making the money. That's you know, right. a profiteer blockades. Yes. And so, yeah, he was, uh, he was one of these guys who, um, it was like all about adventure. I mean, he traveled all over and he, but the one thing that I really loved about him was the love that he had for the, their little daughter, Bonnie blue, Yeah. because although society ostracized him and they saw him as like this role character, yeah. you, know, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they said, Oh, you know, he dropped out of West point and mm -hmm. he did this and that family kind of like shuns him he fought his way for their acceptance because he did it for his daughter because he wanted her to be accepted and to become everything that she could be. Right. And, uh, and I, I loved that about him, how devoted he was to that little girl. Yes. How much he loved her. Those society women saw how much he loved his daughter. Absolutely. And what he was going to do for her. And so he looked at her as like a younger version of Scarlet, but that she had a chance to go on and become an even, he just saw her as like another chance to become an even better version of her own mother. Yes, yes, yes. I totally and, agree. Uh, and, but you know, I, I tell you, I mean, Rhett, uh, <laughs> Rhett is the kind of like bad boy that women are so often attracted to, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Character that he was, he was, he was the bad boy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, and then there's Ashley and, um, well, but, but let's park it right there. Um, with, with, uh, Rhett, you know, I would say, I totally, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but it makes me wonder when a bad boy, well, let me ask you this. So do you think he, well, I guess I'm, the story says it, um, I was about to ask, why did you think he, he initially married Scarlett? I mean, but I think the movie kind of says why he married her. Um, he really didn't love Scarlett. He did. And he took a chance on her against his better judgment. <laughs> I, he, you know, it kind of infers that. He took a chance on her. Um, and, 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 you know, when I look at it, and, 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 but, you know, but Georgia, so... 
Rhett Butler would be what we what a big debate now about what is a high value man. And some of the definition of a high value man, you know, of course he would have to make a significant amount of money, have friends and influence um in his community, uh moves in certain circles of influence. Um and so, you know, that's and I'm leaving some out. But and the and the thinking is that these men don't necessarily have so many choices because even though you know he was the scoundrel and the rogue and all that but he was friends with bell Watley. but uh you know clark gable that that character just like today he could really have his his pick of women and some of those antebellum high you know they'd be like oh my daughter would never you know like that because of class there was such a class structure but i mean who is your daughter? What I mean, y'all, all you giving, you know, y'all like the South failed. And yes, these people had assets before that. But I mean, this man had assets too. You just didn't like his place in society. But he was a high value man because wherever he went, uh, he had a few haters, but people knew and respected Red Butler. Okay. Like the people who, who uh have power influence on the surface, they're like, oh no, not Red Butler. But he he Red Butler was making money, like you said, with the both the blockades. But fast forward to today, being a high value man, he really does. And you know, I'm gonna probably get a lot of flack for this, but you know, it, it, that's cool. You know, these type of men do not have to marry. It, it, they do take a risk, in my opinion, when they get married because first of all, they they have they can have their pick of the women, they have the money and the lifestyle that can afford them. It's, it is fun, I would think, being like Austin Powers, a swinging bachelor, you know, so Rhett took a chance on, on, on Scarlett. Um, now, let me ask you this, do you think when he married her, he was going to change her, or she would, he thought she, he, he like, I know she's spoiled, I know she's childish, but maybe I can change her or she'll appreciate me. Do you, did you get that vibe from this or what? You know, I did, you know, he wanted to just give her all those things, you know, that he was able to give her and, you know, he was such a charmer. I mean, he even charmed, you know, remember with the part where he's like, uh, uh, been captured by, uh, the union and he's a prisoner and he's mm -hmm. charming them playing cards with them. And right. All. And when Scarlett visits him, so I think that he felt that by the sheer nature and force of his personality and about what he was able to give Scarlett, because Scarlett was, you know, she was materialistic uh, and she would have appreciated his uh, charm, the adventure, the roguishness, all those things that, that she would have liked all that and gone for it. But surprisingly, and, and this is what I can't understand. Well, in a way, I can understand. I mean, the the movie explains it. But she just kind of shuts him out of her bedroom and says, no, I want to keep my figure. You know? <laughs> and, and, and he's going, here, I, you know, what? Right, and you're, right. No, you're turning me. You're turning me. And then you're still, and then he sees that she's still carrying a torch for Ashley Wilkes. Right, you know? right. Who was the total opposite of Rhett. Absolutely. They could not have been more polar opposites, just like Melanie and Scarlett are polar opposites. So is Ashley and Rhett's. Right. So, yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, so, you know, we can get into, uh, get into Leslie Howard's, uh, Ashley, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but just, just a little bit 
did you think Scarlett loved Rhett when she married him? Um, no, but she did. She definitely grew to love him. It, at the end of the movie, I know she loves. I'm totally convinced that she does. She grows to. She realizes what she has. It's like the old saying goes, you don't real, realize what you have until you lose it. Mm -hmm. She but she really did. I think she grew to love him. She certainly did. Okay, so we'll we'll revisit that point. And now let's go back to to uh Ashley juxtaposed with um Rhett's character because those of you who have seen it, um Scarlett had it's almost like her and Ashley had like since kids, like they promised they was gonna get married, you know, like all that kind of puppy love and all that. Um, and so <laughs> one of my favorite moments <coughs> when, um, uh, Melanie is introduced when he, you know, he tells her, you know, I can't marry you. So I love, so I'll never forget this, you know, me and my mom and my grandmother would look at these movies and I'll never forget this Georgia. Cause I was a young girl, um, in high school, maybe going to college. And my mom said, Ashley loves Scarlett in a sense, but he's afraid of Scarlett. And he kind of said that he was like, I can't let myself get engulfed by you. And and because I when I was young, I didn't understand what he meant. I think and I think my mom was explaining it to me. But what what's your take on that when he when he kind of and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, what's your take on that? Why he resisted Scarlet? Well, first of all, I think he was deep down a man of honor and mm -hmm. he knew that uh he had the most wonderful woman for him in melanie and mm -hmm. he did not want to ruin that you know it, even though he had feelings for scarlet yeah uh, i think that his, the his better nature won out and he knew that he didn't want to, he didn't want to hurt melanie right and i and i think that he knew what he had in her deep down he appreciated her because the thing about Melanie is she allowed him to be who he really was. Whereas mm -hmm. I don't think Scarlett oh, would no. really, no, no, she no, wouldn't no. have been able to, to do that. No, she would have wanted uh, him to mold him in a totally right. different way, which is, uh, he wasn't. And, and um, I, I see Ashley, although he's a very genteel and honorable man, I don't see him as having the strength of will and personality at all mm -hmm. that, that uh other people around him had he didn't have that right and, um <clears throat> i think that uh he just did not have the same strength to match up to scarlet's to be perfectly honest and mm -hmm. i don't think it would have been had they gone together it would not have survived no i am totally convinced that the two of them would not have worked out as a couple no i agree i totally agree no you you hit you spot on with that and kudos to him and he's another one that seemed when i was younger like like weak i'm like oh man he's being a punk you know you want that woman you know but but he was being smart about it whereas he was like you know obviously physically attractive to to scarlet because she was beautiful but kudos to him for being a smart enough man see unfortunately nowadays these dudes would try to have their cake and eat it too but scarlet was never gonna be a side chick, as they say. That that never was. Cause she she's either number one or that's a wrap. And uh, you know I, I I'm not mad at her for that. Um, but kudos to Ashley for being strategic and wise. He needed a wife and a mother to his children. He did not need a wife who was gonna be his mother as a child. 
Okay. And so he, and I think, you know, even though this is not said in the movie, but I think it's inferred because look who he picked plain, super plain Melanie. You know, she, you know, Olivia Havilland was a very pretty lady, you know, but in Gone with the Wind, she was plain, kind of overweight. You know, not glamour, not shapely like Scarlett. So he choked, girl, he was like, and it was really sending a message to Scarlett like, I like you, but I don't want none of that energy you giving me right now. <laughs> you know, so let me go over here and get somebody, like you said, Georgia, going to let me be myself and be the freaking man in a relationship. So I, yeah, so I think, and, and, and uh, uh, what did we say early on? This movie, don't sleep on this movie because this movie is a clinic on how to be authentically a man and a woman and make strategic choices in your masculinity and your femininity and, 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 and roll with that, accept those, take those choices, accept it and roll with it. Um, let's talk about, um, let me see. I think what we missing on um, the dad, uh, uh Oh, the dad, um, uh Oh, okay. I'm messing with this thing. The, uh, the dad, uh thomas mitchell's character um you know we're not gonna give away too much what do you think about uh, about his character and so we we can't go in obviously we're running long today because it's gone with the wind there's no way we can do it in 30 minutes and we're not going to get to every um character so if there's anybody that we miss let us know in the comments on our um, facebook page how betty davis saved my life but we also have a youtube page by the same name but what do you think about uh scarlet's dad you know, Gerald O'Hara was, I think, wanted to protect and defend his land and his family, but I thought the lesson that he passed on to Scarlett was so important. He says, you don't realize it now, but later on you will realize this land, Tara, this earth that you have, it doesn't mean anything to you now, but mm -hmm. it is like your mother, it is like your home, and there's nothing more important than this. And he instilled that in her, and she never forgot that. Right. And I love the scene. Oh my gosh. It is so glorious and so beautiful where the two of them are standing there. There's like a tree and then they're silhouetted mm -hmm. again. That, that sweep is so visually stunning and it's, it, it has the power to leave you breathless. Yes. And, and it's so uh, visually flamboyant, but the scene with her and you know, he, you can tell he takes care of his family. He's kind of indulgent towards his daughters. He wants the good life for them. And he's the protector until the very end. He wants to protect them, even though the with the devastating loss of his wife and, you know, him, you know, and his reaction to that. I don't want to go into that too, too much because mm -hmm. you have to see that. Yeah. And but his very last act for his family is he wants to defend them. Right. And and so. um I think Gerald O'Hara, you know, I mean, he's, he, he can't take away his Irishness and he's a Southerner, <laughs> right? you know, but I think uh, Scarlett and Harris, some of the strength and the example from her father, that's mm -hmm. what I have to say about Gerald O'Hara. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no character is wasted in this movie um, at all. Uh, let's go back to the point and, and we're going to start wrapping it up about Scarlett losing Rhett. She didn't know what she had till it was gone. Unfortunately, so many people do that. Uh, and unfortunately, if, when women do it, you know, time is not as, as kind, you know, we, we're, uh, we're, we're at our, our best in our youth, as far as like 
getting a man and getting maybe trying to get a a, a man on a certain level, you know, you know, the oh yeah, just being honest, as a woman who's uh almost uh pushing a half a century, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, is is youth is for the for the uh young. And you know, women when we're young, that's that's our hot shot. That's that's time, you know, is that's when we at our best. There will be all all eyes on me, the spotlight is on you. Men, they're young, they don't have what it what it takes to um role and strength as a man as far as the resources you know a man probably doesn't get to that point to like his you know early 30s going into his 40s where he's coming to his own he has money he has his resources as he can he can uh actually support the woman of his choice if he's uh you know rolling like that but um so you know going with the wind how, how long is it like almost is it three hours i can't remember girl i i is it Oh Lord, okay. Four. It's just under four. It has an intermission, guys. Just keep that in mind, all right? So, you know, and it was in a movie theater to go get your popcorn or whatever you had to do, or wash your hair, whatever. It had an intermission. Um, but you know, so it follows Scarlett from being this young lady, um, going all the way through her being a adult. Twice married, one widowed uh, woman with a child and married to, uh, obviously, to Rhett Butler. Um, and, and look, this is not a spoiler. Uh, Rhett walks out on her because of her disloyalty, pretty much. And I'm leaving a lot out. Look at it for yourself. And everybody, you should know the famous line. You know, she said, oh, Rhett, what I do? Where would I go? And he said, frankly, my my dear, I don't give a damn. You know, the, one of the, the most famous lines in, in uh, American film. And now there was a sequel to this, uh, and I'm using air quotes sequel. Do you remember this movie like in the late 80s, early 90s? Um, it was called Scarlet. It was on TV. You, do you remember that? Oh, God. I remember when it came out, but I never saw it. Yeah, I didn't want to see it because I'm like, there's only one gone with the wind. Give me a break, you yeah. know. But this movie, and it was um, not written by Margaret Mitchell. It was you know, someone's take on, and there's been other takes on Gone with the Wind that, you know, give me, please stop it. Um, But in a movie, she gets Rhett back, talking about the TV movie. But Margaret Mitchell was adamant. She never got Rhett back. Because that, because Rhett, at what I just said, he's close to the line, he slams the door behind him, and she swears, she says, I swear I'll get him back and all this kind of stuff. But she never, ever, ever, Margaret Mitchell said she never got him back. Now, uh, Georgia, what do you think about that? That Margaret Mitchell said Scarlett never got Rhett back. Oh, my. I didn't realize that she said that. Because mm -hmm. the way I see the Scarlett characters, she is always so hopeful. And she fights and she's so determined to get what she wants. That I, I, I like to think that Scarlett didn't give up or maybe she did win in bed. I like to think that for me because I'm such a hopeless romantic. Like <laughs> Margaret Mitchell says otherwise. She she would know. know yeah. She would know. Yeah. But I mean I mean I no I, I get what you're saying. But why did you think Margaret Mitchell was adamant that Scarlett never got him back? I think that she's trying to say that sometimes it's the accumulation of the bad choices that we make and we don't understand what we really have. Mm -hmm. You don't appreciate what you really have until you're on the brink, you're faced with losing it. 
right. then you truly get it. And then you really, you know, what this, what this person had, because I thought the two were so great for each other. I really believe that with all my heart that they, they complimented each other. They understood each other. They both had so many of the same qualities, mm-hmm. both good and bad. And, you know, uh, I, it pains me because in my, I liked the happy endings and yeah. this movie is just so realistic yeah. because that's what happens in real life. Yeah. I mean, this what happens with people when they have, you know, sometimes a, a person that they love, that person gets away from them mm-hmm. and, you know, they make <clears> mistakes. <throat> and she's pointing that out that's what i love about margaret mitchell though is because she's a realist right she understands and character through and through she really understands people absolutely she, and that's what makes this story so compelling and ring true because there's so much reality to it yes you know? yes yes it'll never <laughs> be aged it'll never be uh not out the contemporary realm because of because of what you just said and I and I would say, because you said it perfectly, and you know, men want respect, and I, I you know, my husband says, it and and mo- I've heard men say it. They probably, if you had to put respect, if you had three, respect, food, and sex. I, I, food and sex might be interchangeable, but that and peace, peace. They want peace, you know, but uh, respect is always at the top of most men's list if they're being honest. And, and what they want um, from a woman or those. And, and even if you can't cook, you know, they'll, they'll, they can go out and they'll take out to eat every night. But if you don't respect them, and, and that's what happened with, with, uh, with uh, Scarlett. She failed to realize how this dude, Rhett, gave her a come up. And unfortunately, a lot of women think that if the man, the Bible says if a man find a wife, he find a good thing. Not if a man finds a woman. It doesn't say that. And in the Bible, the Bible, go ahead and read, qualifies what a wife is. She is a helpmate to her man. The man is the head of the household. And, you know, put your fingers in your ears, you atheists and you heathens. But I'm just saying, that's how society was propelled forward for thousands of years with that that hierarchy and it doesn't make you less than a person or less than a woman if you let a man be a man and lead now if you pick a bum who the fool why you 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 or you pick a beta male or a guy you can control like you said with ashley georgia that would not have worked because but she was going to steamroll him and even though Rhett gave her a come up saved her bacon put her back on top and when she was disloyal and disrespected him and failed to realize that because she was still, I am Scarlett O'Hara, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just making, being, you know, uh, paraphrasing, but that was the vibe. When women do that to especially a high value man like Clark Gable, especially after the uh, Red Butler, especially after the war, he was filthy rich. Girl, please. And plus all those, now there's nothing. Plus the women was broke in the South. You, I, my opinion on this, I got no f- proof of this. Girl, I think he went right to Bell Wadley. I'm not going to say he married or wifed her, but he went over there crying, crying, uh, the gin, crying her whiskey, <laughs> you know, and had a good old time, you know, and kept it, kept it moving. And that's why Margaret Mitchell said she never got it back. 
he, uh, she never got him back. And Scarlett, again, I have no proof. This is speculation. Girl, Scarlett either died alone or, or uh, uh, probably more likely tried to was marry several times trying to get somebody to replace Rhett Butler. Divorced several times or marry some beta male who she despised. You know what I mean? So, Because we've seen this over and over and over again. So again, ladies and gentlemen, there is so much, so many life stories and gone with the wind. Look at it. Look at yourself. Look at it several times. Analyze it. Am I red? Am I scarlet? Which characters do you align yourself with? Are you several of these people? Why am I like that? So I, that's why I love this movie. This is always going to be one of my, it's beautiful. Oh, the, the clothes. My favorite dress, of course, is the red dress for Melanie's party. That's one of my favorite scenes. Oh, Georgia, yeah. what's your favorite scene and favorite fashion? Oh my gosh, my favorite scene and my favorite fashion are two different things. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think that the clothing in this story is so amazing because at the very beginning you see um scarlet she's got all these men surrounding yes. her flirting with him she's wearing the she's 16 and she's wearing the white this beautiful southern belle gown mm -hmm. with the <clears throat> hoop skirt petticoats and then you see her the evolution of her character you know i mean she's wearing all the things that she wears but i think the red dress is that is the true Scarlet I right love there. It. That characterizes her beyond anything. Oh yeah. Um, I really see that. The the outfits in this movie are gorgeous. sumptuous. Oh, this oh gorgeous, my gorgeous. gosh. They are just to die for. Right. And right. then she has that little bitty 18 inch waist. Yes. Yes. God, it's, it's just absolutely phenomenal. It's amazing. But I have to say one of my favorite character scenes in this movie i have to go back to that i have to really admire is even though you think you know Mel melanie and her quiet strength there is one scene when the union soldier invades the home mm -hmm. and scarlet scarlet grabs the gun and when melanie she's upstairs she's she's weak from just having right from child and she comes down the stairs in her knife <laughs> with that sword. Yes. She is full on fierce mama bear. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love it. She's no mealy mouth Melanie in this scene. No, ma'am. Right. Not. Right. Right. She is not. I love that about her character because when it calls for it, she may be like, uh, like a quiet, quiet, strong river, but right there, you can see her in different scenes in this right. movie where she really shows her grit and her metal. And that's one of the scenes that I really like. Oh, yeah. And you know, she's wearing the poor little thing. She's got on this nighty that, well, let's just say she doesn't keep the nighty on for too long, but you have to see that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many scenes. I mean, like I said, no scene is wasted. No character is wasted. Everybody, you know, if you don't know, it won like pretty much all the Oscars. Like I said, please look up the making of uh, Gone with the Wind, A Legend of Gone with the Wind. Uh, look at all these bios. Hattie McDaniel, her life, so interesting and some 
really low periods in her life. And oh my gosh, poor Vivian Lee. Oh, one of the most tragic Hollywood stories for all that beauty. Just, oh, just so, so, so sad, but a brilliant actress. So, so just go look up everything going with the wind related. There's a lot of books about it and about the contemporary issues. Um, Georgia, I'm going to give you the last word because um, I have nothing else to say. What do you have to say, sweetie? Well, um, I just want to say the, the big takeaways from this movie for me is like, don't waste your life pursuing a man who's unavailable and who's wrong for you. And the second <laughs> thing yes. that I have to say is you may never realize the strengths that you have within you or the reserves that you have until the time comes mm -hmm. when you are faced with a huge challenge in your life. And that's what I have to say about this movie. I think that to me is probably one of the most powerful lessons. I love it. But you know, I like the way that they portray Southern women in this movie. Mm -hmm. It shows their strengths, their weaknesses, their flaws, mm -hmm. the, the good qualities in them. You know, it shows all that. That's what I love about this movie and the portrayal of of a Southern women. And there's like this mystique about it. You know, we're black, we're white, mm -hmm. we're rich, we're poor, we're everything. But there's something about Southern women, which I think captivates the imagination. They're featured in literature and movies, still Magnolias. I mean, mm -hmm. but there's something about this, this because it shows... Uh, at a time, you know, when movies were not really about women, they are really the focal point of this movie. And I think this movie is what captivates all of us. Right. It is the 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 true to life, the strong and the the gentility, all that mixed up, which makes us who we really are. Oh yeah, I mean, I couldn't say it better than that. And and, and even though it's you know, women are kind of like the the main focal point, but don't think this is just a chick movie. This is about men too. This is a, like I said earlier, this is about men. This is a man's movie, how to be a man, the good, the bad, the ugly, how to be a woman, the good, the bad, the ugly, the realness of it. Well, guys, that's it. We are done. Gone with the wind. We had a blast. We saw it on um Amazon. Uh, and it's on, it's streaming other places too, but uh, go and check it out, guys. This American classic, this gem this historical piece, if you like that kind of stuff. A lot of great trivia about the Civil War, which is just so fascinating. So I am out of here for How Betty Davis Saved My Life. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we look forward to seeing you. Oh, yeah, our next movie is Back Door to Heaven, 1939, the same year that uh, Gone with the Wind came out uh, with starring Wallace Ford. It is on YouTube, so go check it out. And uh, we can talk about it next time on How Lady Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next time. Uh -huh.